welcome to the film room everyone episode two here we're kicking it off with a nightmare on elm street 1984 the original and this episode is a little bit different than the last because i have a special guest with me why don't you why don't you introduce yourself uh hello my name is seth and i am matt's uncle yeah <laughs> and you can attest to my horror movie fandom right that i'm a little bit obsessive about it. You're the only kid I know that his favorite show to watch wasn't Barney. It wasn't the Power Ranger. It was Jaws. <laughs> it's like, just let me watch Jaws. Yep. I don't know. It was just something about that, that purple dinosaur just didn't do it for me. I needed the, the big creature. Oh, you mean creature. Barney, not the... <laughs> it sure is. So this is this is a pretty funny uh, in, encounter that we're have, I had with my, my uncle here because I was trying to think of like who would be a good first guest on the <laughs> podcast, and I just thought of my uncle because we have some of the same interests. But I found out surprisingly that you're not the—I mean, you like horror movies, but you said that you can't watch them because you get nightmares, right? Oh yeah, I've been having them for like four days now already. <laughs> so it's shit me either. <laughs> it's hilarious because like I was texting him about it, and I was like hey, do you want to be on my podcast? He's like, sure, what's it about? And I was like, oh, we just do like horror movie reviews. And he goes, I can't watch those. I get nightmares. And I was like, how about we, you know, why don't we watch, (laughs) why don't we do one that's like not so bad? And he's like, all right, what do you have in mind? I was like, well, why don't you pick since, you know, you're the one with the issues. And he he literally picks the one where it's a guy that kills you in your nightmares. I mean, what is it? Are you you like, are you a sadist or, or masochist or what are you? You know, there might have been a little bit of all that in there, but um, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I thought of the oldest crap where I'm like, yeah, I'll be all right with this. And it was oh, either, yeah. you know, it was the big, the big classics. It was either Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, or it would have been, uh, ah, dang, what's one I'm forgetting now? Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. That was a good one. Too. Dude, I don't want to talk about anybody that's going to skin people and make a suit out of it. Well, I just talked about that last episode. It's <laughs> so probably what I was not part of it. Yeah, I kind of knew to keep you away from that because you'd probably be having nightmares for prolonged Or it would have just went really off the rails. I'd be like, yeah, I'm a hunter. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I've skinned things before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, we're not going there. Yeah, so... I mean, I was excited when you chose A Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, the original. But I, did you not get the the message that we were doing the original? Because I remember you gave me a phone call and said that you accidentally watched the first 20 minutes of the reboot. Yeah. I didn't remember <laughs> that at all. And yeah, I was like, what the F is going on? What is this? These yeah. Are not the people I remember and stuff. And Freddy's a <laughs> hell of a... I mean, back in the day, I could have taken Freddy. That one, no oh. fucking way, no way. He was a little, little more gruesome in, uh, in that one, wasn't he? Yeah, there's a little more. Well, I was gonna say a little more blood, but as we'll get into, there was plenty in the first. Oh, definitely, definitely. I was gonna ask you, when was the first time you watched the original Night A Nightmare on Elm Street? Well, I will say it was probably next to your father. And okay. when it came out, I believe I looked at is eighty four, so I'd have been eight years old. Oh wow! And so you you say you watched you know, it when you're Jackie, eight? What's that? You watched it when you're eight. You're saying? Oh, back in the day, Grandma would rent a dang VC, rent a VCR. How stupid does that sound now? 
<laughs> you get like three movies and you watch them all weekend long. I mean, it's just nice. what you did. And they got every damn one of them. Oh. Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Jason, Friday the 13th, all of them. And so that's awesome. Let me let me ask you this question because I feel like I mean that would have been an awesome first experience if I were able to to do that. Obviously, I wasn't well, born I'll in that time. Explain my brothers and sisters after you make your point here. <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna say like, what were you thinking? What was your experience? Because at the time, there was nothing like this out. You know, like Dude, obviously you had like the scary movies and the slashers, but there was nothing that like this wasn't like, even really that. You had like Psycho. And stuff like that that wasn't on TV. You know, mm-hmm. what we were scared of, we were just little pussies. We were scared of Oompa Loompas and the Wicked Witch <laughs> of the fucking East. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I see Wee Man jumping on a skateboard outside my house in a freaking Oompa Loompa costume. I'm going to freak out. Yeah, no, that is, that is a freaky sight. <laughs> but then sight. this kind of stuff hit, and it was like so much more. Just honestly groundbreaking. Oh, I agree completely. Because if you think about it, you know, the ones that came before it, it was all about like, like a man that you were trying to escape in the real world. Well, this was something different where you couldn't even escape this person in your dreams. Like when you fell asleep, you I'm didn't pretty feel sure safe. this is why methamphetamines was created in the 80s. You're like, I ain't going to sleep. I ain't going to sleep. And yeah. I'll tell you that like, right now, I'm not going to sleep. People, people, yeah, people that like, like have like paranoia or whatever. I'll tell you, Freddie created a pandemic. I, I can't even like remember the first time I watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I feel like I must have. So my memory was, I think I watched the the second one first because I used to go to a video store and they would never have the first one. The first one would always be rented out. You know, nowadays you don't have that problem because you have streaming, but the first one would always be gone. I'm like, damn it. So then I I think I watched the second and third one and I never got around to the first one. And then I think I watched it probably in like, like I think I watched it right before the reboot came out in like 2010. And yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it was awesome. And obviously I went to the theaters for the reboot and it was, yeah, it was whatever. <laughs> so I only got 20 minutes into that one. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one, I mean, I, I was pleasantly surprised when I went back and I, you know, I, I watched this one this week for, for the podcast and I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised when I went back and I was like, wow, like this is, this is pretty cool. And it's a throwback I, and big time, a, bit, a throwback. Yeah. I was doing my research and I actually didn't even know this, but I found out that in 2021, the national film registry, um, by like the library of Congress, this movie was selected for preservation for being like culturally, historically, and like aesthetically like significant in us history. Well, I mean, honestly, you That's get amazing. into this movie, how many other movies did it influence? I mean, if you oh. really pay attention, you watch just little things, and you're like, I mean, damn it, back when it was a school, and she's running through it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm running through a school with blood and leaves and dirt and everything, water everywhere, and it ain't happening. No. But then they, she hits that girl, and she's like, hall pass? And I was like, That's where Saved by the Bell came from. That's why I, wait, <laughs> yeah. I waited for Mr. Mr. Belding to run around the corner and go, what are you kids up to? <laughs> and honestly, I believe there's an episode where Screech actually comes out of the locker 
because if anybody's going to be Freddy Krueger, it'd be Screech. Oh, yeah. Sure. And That's he comes out of the locker with the glove on. I'm pretty sure. I did not have time I... to look that up, but I'm pretty... I lived in the 80s. I'm pretty I think sure I that happened. I used to watch that. Like, when I was younger, before I'd go to school in the mornings, I think, like, TBS just had reruns of Saved by the Bell, and I would just, like, watch that like crazy. And I think around like Halloween time, they would show the, the, the Halloween special episodes. And I'm pretty, I, I don't think you're too far off. I think there was something along those Seriously, lines. fact check me on that one. I'm pretty sure Screech, oh, I will. he's always in a locker. And that's, you know, he's a creepy little bugger too, at, you know, in that <laughs> dang show. But, yeah, no, he definitely was. But I mean, it would have been even better if that girl she ran into was actually Screech saying hall pass. <laughs> Yeah, that was well. That was a little before Saved by the Bell's times. So. A little bit, but a little yeah, bit. but it no, influenced I mean, shows like that, though. Oh, 100 percent. It just like pop culture in general. I mean, the the thing that was that's really cool is if you like go back to even like Texas Chainsaw Massacre ten years before this. So you have Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you have Black Christmas, you have Halloween, you have Friday Thirteenth, and now you have A Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, that like decade of movies really shaped the future of. I mean, not just horror, but just like cinema in pop culture, in, in general. Honestly. Yeah, pop pop culture as I well. Mean, just, just like everything. I mean, I mean, think about it now. Like once they ran through their multiple sequels through like the '90s, early 2000s. What are they doing now? They're re- they're like remaking and rebooting everything. Like these iconic characters and and movies because are because they have back. a place in history. And nowadays, the kids that grew up watching that. Or the adults are like, oh, we're going to watch that. And I mean, I don't like it when they do like when they have like the same formula and they don't bring anything new. But there, there are definitely some like the Halloween twenty eighteen, like the new Scream movies, where they they kind of try to be with the times, which I appreciate because <laughs> they're also trying to capture like a new audience. Whoa, would you just fall over or what? <laughs> you there? Yeah, what happened? Did you fall? Where's your phone at? I can't hear you. You're like muffled. Really? Well, is oh, there my you hand go. on the wrong place? There you go. Now, now you're back. I must have been covering the microphone, dude. Yeah, it sound, It seriously sounded like maybe Freddy grabbed you and brought you into the dream world or something. I'm telling you right now, the dream world's real. <laughs> <laughs> You've experienced it. Hey, you know my house. Yeah, I know. You're, <laughs> you live in a creepy-ass house, that's for sure. I'll tell Wait. you something, though. Yeah, the funniest thing I thought of, like after I got done watching this whole show, is I thought of when like they're trying to like talk to her, like, "Well, what do you think?" And I just could, all I could think is shock myself to a uh, scary movie. Run, man, run! Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I just mean, see that, the way, brother. They're sitting there going, just screaming. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, that shit was awesome, too. I remember watching the scary movie. Well, that's another point for another day. Yeah, that's for another day. But yeah, well, I mean, actually, I, was, I did a little bit of background research on this. So obviously, I think a lot of people know that, like, Wes Craven, this is his, ba- this is his baby. He did. He wrote and directed this. And yes. am- amazingly, like, just on a small budget of a million dollars, it grossed, ended up grossing $57 million worldwide. I actually I mean, watched a, a documentary on it. I mean, it's quite amazing. And honestly, he should probably have movie rights to a shitload of other movies that just come off of the stuff that he did in this show. I know. Yeah. I mean, he, 
he was awesome. I mean, I know he was a little, he was kind of hands off, like for the rest of the sequels, but then like we got like, he's like the mo- one of the most influential like people for horror in the past 50 years, because then he, he came out with scream too, you know? Oh, and, yeah. And, and just, you know, a person, it's like watching jackass. It's like, we used to do that. Why didn't we film each other? So we could actually have money now instead of just being broken. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's the same with horror. It's like, yeah. I thought about that kind of stuff too, but I never made something out of it. And that's the right, difference yeah. with them because they made so and they made masterpieces. Right. Yeah. I mean, they went through like the grind of just putting all these ideas on to paper and getting rejected time and time again until they finally got the green light. I mean, it's amazing, you know, because. And yeah. And a lot of the people that worked in one movie worked in the other ones as well. Yep. Like the big three, the Halloween and uh, Friday the 13th. A lot of them yeah. influenced all of them movies. Exactly. And, and a lot of them, you know, they kept the same cinematographers throughout and they kept the same composers throughout. So you can definitely tell when oh, they, yeah. when they don't have Composer. the same composer, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel the same, you know, the ambiance and just the, 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 the environment that they create it just doesn't it feels off you know what i mean well i'll just say this if we do a friday the 13th review i got yeah. a story for you it doesn't fit this because this is about freddie and i'm not going to disrespect him okay but i got S- one because save my it. sister could play piano <laughs> save it save it for well wait is this a halloween this might be the halloween story right not friday yeah right? anything right so we'll hey we'll save it for the Halloween, okay? We will save that for the Halloween. Save that for the Halloween. But yeah, I I kind of wanted to talk about like the inspiration of this of this film because it's really cool. I, I didn't even know about this, but his idea for the film was inspired by these string of articles that the LA Times were publishing about refugees who were experiencing like disturbing nightmares after fleeing like war and genocide in their countries and they refused to sleep because they were having such terrible nightmares. Oh, dude, if you flew if you fled something like that, I wouldn't sleep either. Mm-hmm. I mean that's real. This is as PTSD I mean, that's yeah. real shit. And oh hundred percent. Them poor people had to go through that. That's I mean it's just ugh. That's yeah, a real horror film right there. It, you know, it definitely is. And then some of the men ended up dying in their in their sleep. And, you know, they, they couldn't figure it out at the time. They're like, we don't I know. I think like, I seen something about this, honestly, online. Like, yeah, it, it, know, yeah. It's it's really freaky. To, the fact that, like, I mean, obviously, like, Freddie came, like, the, the, the rest of the idea came from something else. But just, like, just being just getting your inspiration from a real stories like that because i mean dude dreaming is so freaking weird like nightmares are so weird and like sleep in general is weird you know like that humans you need know, it and the fact that they died in their sleep while they're having these nightmares is just freaky as hell yeah yeah that yeah that's scary shit <laughs> can't deny that i mean zebra creepers i'm sitting there go yeah you know Nightmares suck. You're like, we're fucking dying. I'm like, what? Wait, whoa. Where are we going? (laughs) (laughs) You just Gary called me. You just Gary called me. (laughs) What you talking about, Willis? (laughs) But it's it's also cool because I I think you you said you looked this up too, but like the Freddy Krueger character was inspired by an encounter that Wes had when he was a child with an elderly man that ended up like startling him and he thought that that was like the premise of of how he created that that character you know yeah i think it was the start of how he sort of became 
interested in the scary. It just, it's, you know, even just what scared him, I think. Yes. Put no, it on I, film and just let people see it. And and he started a revolution. He scared a lot of people in <laughs> 50 still years. He scared of... people today. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you go back to these movies and they, they still scare you. I have a note, some notes about a specific scene that I'm like, oh my God, I remember watching that for the first time and it scared the living shit out of me. Because I actually couldn't watch these ones. When I was younger <laughs> and I tried watching them, like these were the ones that actually scared me the you most. You actually because, closed your eyes during? Well, they scared me for the same reason they scared everyone else is because I was afraid to go to sleep at night. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, we'll we'll get into to the meat and potatoes here, but I also I just wanted to mention one more one more thing before we got into that. Maybe you didn't know this. Did you know that originally Freddy Krueger was supposed to be a child molester and not a child murderer? No, I guess I didn't know that. And damn, I'm glad they didn't use that spin. Yeah, he would yep. never have lasted because that's because like, that's what they said. They said, "Well, I remember and be I never heard it in this one, but I remember in the other ones." Son of a hundred maniacs. Yeah, how he was conceived and stuff. Oh, and... his his mother was like raped by a hundred maniacs or something. And that's how yeah, he was... insane yeah. asylum or something like that. Yeah, yeah just something fucking crazy like that. Yeah, but actually, like, yeah, the... who isn't that gonna fuck up in the head? I mean, I'm not gonna like make a glove out of. He made the Infinity Gauntlet out of damn murder weapons. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, it was insane. And he was even originally supposed to have, like, the finger knives. Like, I think the first idea was him having, like, a sickle. You know how goofy he'd look if he was running around with a sickle and killing people? <laughs> Dude, I just think he was very, very smart. Because, notice, there is not a knife on the thumb. Therefore, he can open door handles. You know, he can scratch his he mouth. I mean, that. he has an opposable <laughs> thumb. That's what makes... It separates us from the animal. Yeah, and he kept no. it. <laughs> the other four. These are killing damn machines. The other one, that's what I open my doorknobs with. So I keep chasing you. He's using his brain. I tell you. All right, man. Well, the moment everyone's been waiting for. Let's get into this damn movie. I'll tell you what. Let's talk about the actual opening sequence. I got that here too. The opening credits of him making the glove. I forgot that that was even in there. See, I remember that's why in the first one or the other one I watched, it mm-hmm. didn't make sense to me because it, I it wasn't the same. I mean, because it was weird, man. I mean, it looked like his hands were already burnt, but he's making knife hands. Yeah, I I was like, oh shit, like this is this is new to me. Also. The New Line Cinema, like, logo and, and intro, that's not what I'm used to, right? It was, like, that red color and everything. I'm used to the blue and, like, the the film falling on falling down, and it's like, Well, and this was, I think, I don't know for sure, but I think this is one of the first times I had, like, a whole thing running. Yeah, and the I other mean, thing is, that sound bitch needed a damn inhaler. <laughs> you hear him breathing that whole damn time? Yeah. Just... <sighs> and I'm like, is he already been burned? I don't well, understand he, what I'm watching right now. He just like sounds like like he's like decomposing as he's walking around or something. Just sounds like nasty. You know? <laughs> well, I was gonna well, so we start in the boiler room because the I'm credits, telling you like... what, I got a freaking inhaler right now. What is it called? Albuterol. I guarantee that I could have fixed everything now when I died. Do you think do you think if Freddie had that he, he could have been able to kill more people because he'd be did, able to catch up to them? I just think he really had bad asthma. Maybe. 
and was treated poorly. And like, yeah, it was the 80s. And, you know, but it was a cool as hell opening. I mean, it really was. In the boiler room. Like, obviously, I remember the boiler room, and that's pretty iconic from those films. And that my was pretty thing cool. Is, my thing is this. You guys need a plumber. <laughs> I mean, this place is dripping water and blowing steam <laughs> everywhere. You need a handyman. Well, I thought you he need was. somebody to come through and go, well, you know what, sir? You got this problem. I'm surprised you can even let kids in here. It's a, it's, it's a hazard waiting to happen. Well, he you doesn't want see it to be... He doesn't want it to be nice. He wants it to be fucking run down and creepy. I know, but I worked in a power plant, so I'm like, that should be insulated. You're like, oh, that's a violation of a certain code. Somebody has. Yeah. Well, we we open open up with this dream. You know, what's what's really cool, I think it was not really heard of back then. Usually when you open up with like a certain character, like that's like your main protagonist for the rest of the film, you know, because Tina's dispatched 20 minutes later and they're like oh shit that's crazy and now it's now it's nancy heather Langkamp's character she's the main protagonist i don't know i just thought it was kind of well, cool you know cause... in the whole scheme of things you cannot be mad about when johnny depp's character gets killed because you're like you're gonna be all right you're gonna be <laughs> yeah. all right bro he's gonna he's gonna, you're gonna hey, be huge it was his debut film <laughs> debut film he's gonna yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be big, and you know, back then you just take take a you know time travel back then, be like, hey, Johnny Depp, like I know that you your first film is a slasher movie. You get you get the one blown thing out. that does confuse me yeah. is you know the iconic one, two, Freddy's coming for you, yeah, three, you know, and these girls are skipping rope. I tell you what, if they can count to ten, they're out. They're like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not messing with this shit any further. We're at the point where I can go home and go to bed. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> it's got to have the worst math scores of any school ever recorded. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Hey, but they I can do have... hopscotch. I'll tell you freaking what. I was gonna. I was gonna tell you. I made a note in here because you know when Tina wakes up and because she gets like her like pajamas get slashed or whatever, and then her mom like opens the door and she's like, "Is everything okay, honey?" And you know the the boyfriend yeah. that like comes you up behind her. Your fingernails. <laughs> the the boyfriend that that uh comes up behind her. I yeah. I is that I, like the biggest douche in the world? <laughs> I was actually gonna say I had a double take because I thought it was you. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I actually have this the freak down. I was like, is this a pickup line? Like I had a nightmare last night and. I had a nightmare too, but I woke up with a motor and it had your name on it. Mm. And I was like, was that a classic like 80s pickup line? That's, That's ro- salt, brother. Yeah, Rod. He, I mean, he bothered me. It shows me. the difference in times too. Well, it was almost, Rod was almost like like a 35-year-old hanging out with, like, 18-year-olds. It was just <laughs> Seriously, that's what and it I looked got like. switch blade, damn it. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Yeah, I mean they they kind of go through that that introduction of like the the teen scene like pretty fast, and then we fast well, he forward was to completely not like a part of the. Te- it's like when he showed yeah. up, you're like, all right, what adult shit is happening now? Well, yeah, that's when, it. Cover your eyes, kids. He always felt well. It was always it was confusing because you're like, wait, it is he is he actually friends with these people or is he just an sick asshole? Of yeah, an asshole that just you can't get rid of. He's just always like hanging around. No, They're just I like grew two. Up that then. 
He was an asshole. He was an asshole. <laughs> well, like that but, scene where he freaking tackles uh, Glenn, Johnny Depp's character. Yeah, that's when I, he went outside when they thought they heard sort of that nail screeching. screeching thing. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So here's my, here's my take on this. So he blindside tackles Johnny Depp into the ground, wrestles him for a little bit, and then... Well, and plus was a dick and actually made a scraping sound to make him yeah. freak out. And then what did did Glenn? I can't remember what Glenn said to him. He said something like, "Why the hell are you here?" And then he pulls a switchblade out on him. Like, <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it like, got crazy in a hurry. Like I'm just like, dude. Like, why? Why are you hanging out with this guy? And then all of a sudden, Tina's like, "All right, well, we're gonna go upstairs and have sex." <laughs> I tell you what, I am on the exact same page. I was like, "Okay, well, don't leave me alone with this maniac." And it's like. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, I was you so just confused. pulled a Swiss blade on your friend. That's the night of your house. So no, this I, is obviously not a good dude. I don't know. He just he bothered me because it's I don't know a guy. It's a guy who can do whatever he wants, but as soon as somebody does the same to him, he like just takes it overboard. I Me, mean, you know people like that. Well, yeah, we anyway. all do. Well, I will pull the switchblade on someone. What's that? Ever pulled a switchblade on someone? No, I n- I have never pulled a weapon of any kind on anybody. <laughs> Even your fists? Oh, them are weapons. Those are lethal weapons. But Rambo is another day. <laughs> <laughs> when the whole death scene started, mm-hmm. you know, when they just got done. And you know what? Teenage sex didn't sound like that. There is no damn way. It would have been boom, boom, done. It would have been like a dang Black Eyed Pea song. So like boom, boom, done. <laughs> boom, boom, done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they just scream it like it's the greatest sex. It was like, yeah, you're supposed to be 14 or 15 or whatever the hell. And you know what? Where the hell is your father or mother? <laughs> Her mother was on a business trip or something. Well, that's funny because I had a note in here. I'm like, there's. Glenn's like sitting there, like listening to it, like feeling bad for himself. Like, who? I wish that was what I oh, was doing. Oh bullshit! He was. <laughs> no, they have the scene of him like looking yeah, up and like watching. That it. age, and you heard something like that. That's like that's the crazy shit. You... There's gonna be a clean or two on the carpet. <laughs> My God, dude. <laughs> well, nasty. well, consider how young a person was when they followed these. I mean. I, for the first time in my life, seen it was just a gal's back. Where? And I remember oh, in this movie. Like, oh my god, did you see that? Yeah. I just mean, your back. Yeah, I guess. However you can get your rocks off, buddy. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> this was a scene I was talking about next where Tina's death scene, so like leading up to it when Freddie makes his actual like on-screen reveal, that, just that alleyway, I mean, obviously with like the freaking slinky arms was kind of goofy but just ambiance and just like the, the just fog the rolling in i'll tell you what the way he ran i was like that dude's got monkey butt i guarantee it look at the way he runs in it them legs aren't swinging together they're spread out he needs yeah. some monkey butt powder yeah. but he lives in a boiler room so what the hell do you expect i mean you know he's gonna expect? ask what he has he's got a baboon's ass i mean that is not just like a he's shaking the dice every day. That's a guarantee. <laughs> Dude, they make it. It's called red monkey ass powder. <laughs> <It really is. laughs> 
I hope I never have to use that ever. Well, I'll tell you life. what, if I ever fall asleep and I see him, I'll be like, dude, I can help you out. I got what you need. Don't kill I'll me. T- I'll trade I might, you. I might be able to get away with it. You might be able to. That death scene, the practical effects what, was, was insane. It was epic. I don't know what came first. You know, where they do on the walls and stuff and on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. If it was this or if it was Poltergeist. Because they also had a very epic scene of rolling around the room and stuff like that. I, I really, I should I should have looked that up, but I didn't. Actually, yeah, I'm not sure. Did Poltergeist come out before this or after? I'm I'm really not sure. And you're more lingual than I am, so you can I, look I, it up. I want to say talking. it came out after. I, I don't know. I want to say it. It came out after. I'm sticking my guns to that one. I I do have a theory about this death. Oh, please this do death tell. Scene, do tell. You know, it, it it just something in the crook of my mind. I just okay. you know, I'm stuck in there, and I'm like, well, you know, during that, one of the best special effects for his time, I think, still to this day, is the him trying to come out of the wall with the rubber, where it looks like latex oh, or something yeah. holding back. Yep. I'm thinking if them two kids practice safe sex, he would jump down and been like, oh shit, latex. That's my one thing I can't come through. Well, I'm starting to think that maybe he's just <laughs> an advocate for safe sex, dude. He's like, oh, latex, okay, have a good time, kids. If yeah. you ain't practicing safe sex, Freddy's gonna kill your ass. Well, that was a thing in the 80s with these slasher movies. It was, <laughs> it was underage teens indulging in in drinking and doing drugs and unsafe sex that's how they and that's how they met their down mountains and having monologues and there's always a song like hey you know you're gonna make it you know and they end up winning against some cool dude and making them look oh. like yeah oh yeah that's like nice. t- oh, i'm telling you right now <laughs> but there's gotta be a lot of exciting colors <laughs> <laughs> that's the 80s <laughs> Some leg well, warmers, maybe. Let me ask you this. Too. Let me ask you this, Seth. So I have a note in here saying it was quite brave of Tina after those rocks were being thrown at her window for her to go by herself to investigate outside of her home. Dude, Would you I'm, ever do I'm that? not even looking at my notes because I remember what I wrote. I was like, WTF. If yep. I'm sitting there and I get up and somebody's throwing shit at my windows and they're actually cracking them. I'm at least walking out with a bat. Yep. Your ass better be getting the hell going on. And if I go out and there's a boiler room, I'll be like, nope. You know, nope. you know what? I'll just you go know, inside. Seth, you know what would make more sense for her to go investigate is if she, in her dream, woke up and Rod wasn't next to her and she thought it was her boyfriend throwing the rocks. But her boyfriend was next to her in the dream still. So what would be the reason to go out there investigate and to investigate by herself? You know what I mean? Pure stupidity. Yeah, the average person definitely would not do that. It was, I mean, that was a lot of fucking blood in that scene, dude. Her death scene was, yeah, that was, that was, it was it's one of the best death scenes from the 70s and 80s for a horror movie, in my opinion. That oh, was, she it, it was is, awesome. She is forever immortalized oh, as a yeah. character that, you know. 100%. When, Nan- <laughs> <laughs> when Nancy is sleeping in that spare bedroom and we talked about the latex scene where he comes through the wall and he knocks oh, down that, that cross above her head. Well, she wakes she wakes up and then he, he tracks from the wall and then she puts the cross back up. 
Do you think that like repels him at all? So is the crucifix really? Because it does say in the song, you better grab your crucifix. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Well, one, two, phrase count for you. Three, four, better lock the door. Five, six, grab your crucifix. Oh. Seven, eight, you gotta stay up late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. I didn't I remember that the before part. I even watched this. That was like no, something. I, I knew it, but. I mean, serious. When you were kids, I was something. It was just something. that was like, yeah, I know the Freddie song. I didn't even put two and two together with that. I mean, he yeah, was that, that huge. And I'll tell you what, I didn't remember his face coming off when she oh, grabbed she it. Grabbed, yeah, she grabbed it. Well, I don't remember him I looking mean, so. He looked so like, like he looks nastier than the ones that I remember. Almost like slimy compared to the sequel. Yeah, he does. But uh, when that face come off. I was just waiting for like Shaggy and Scooby and the mystery machine to come pulling up going, I know it was Mr. Johnson. I mean, yeah. it was like, what the fuck? I would have gotten away with it. It was meddling kids. It was some pretty, pretty big times. Oh, Shaggy. I was waiting for that shit. <laughs> yeah, it was for some pretty goofy stuff. It was like she ripped his face off and it was just like a skull. Okay. The scene transitions to. The sheriff's department where we get to meet Nancy's uh, dad who is apparently I think divorced he's a from her mother. That was my question. I'm like, are the parents together or are they separated? I, or... It seemed like to me they were separated. That's what I thought too, especially as the movie went on. Went on, I thought like, yeah, they're they're definitely separated. Well, um, and her mother definitely needs to maybe see somebody about her drinking and nightlife. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, she was, she was, yeah. I Pretty bad when you hate the mother more than you hate the guy cutting people up. <laughs> Did you notice, maybe, I don't know if you were a big, a big Scream fan, The I think it was the deputy that was talking to John Saxon plays the lieutenant in, in, the, in the beginning there. He, yeah. he played the sheriff for Scream, in Scream, the first Scream. He was a sheriff in that. So like a little Wes Craven connection right there. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I didn't know that one. You didn't know? Yeah, I had to like double take and then I like looked it up and I was like, oh shit, he's the sheriff in Scream. And he, so he played a deputy in A Nightmare on Elm Street and then 12 years later he played the sheriff in Scream. It's pretty <laughs> you cool. You say Deputy Dewey? Mm. <laughs> I'm <here to> duty. <laughs> deputy Doofy? Uh, we're back to Scream again. I can't help the satire. I can't help the satire. Um, Yeah, just thinking. Oh, it must have been a favorite of of Wes Craven. And then to your point, where you said these guys are like loyal to the people that created the movie, so like composers and cinematographers and and all that. They bring that crew back, and I must have known for a long time. Yeah, but did you? But when she died, it's like they show the news and they show her arm and bloody body bag and just like hanging out and it's like okay well I'm gonna go to school tomorrow and we I just witnessed this thing where I'm thinking one of my friends butchered my friend with yep. a switchblade and I, I gotta go to school I cannot miss out on that perfect <laughs> attendance you know colleges <laughs> look at that shit <laughs> Seth, <laughs> I mean, did, what <laughs> did you think did you think that the first half of the film compared to the second half of the film had a pacing issue. Like the first first half of the film, didn't it feel like it was on speed? The transitions from scene to scene were so quick and they were trying to speed up. And then all of a sudden the second half, like 
almost felt like it took forever and they were taking their time with everything. Also, with the second half, all of a sudden they understood that in the 80s we had synthesizers. (laughs) And like every scene that Freddy's there, it's like, pew, 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 choo, 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 bop, 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 bop. And I'm like, the hell? Am I listening to Pink Floyd or am I watching a horror film? Oh, dude, the late 70s and 80s loved using the synthesizers. I mean, I love synthesizers in my movies as much as the next guy. I, I mean, John Car- Carpenter, he is the king of synthesizers. I like. Oh, yeah. I watch a bunch of his movies, and I mean, I love his movies and the music that he makes for them, but sitting there for two hours listening to... It's like, okay, fuck, I'm just, my brain's fried. Uh, you said John Carpenter, and I'm sitting there trying to think, I gotta come up with, and that was the classic one. You nailed it, Matt, but I was like, I gotta come up with another one. What other one am I gonna come up with? Because he is a king of that shit, or it's just, I mean, it's just. Oh, hey, I mean, did you, did, did you notice in that scene where we see her mother, where they're talking about her going to school and she's pouring booze in her coffee cup nancy yep. took a drink out of that she sipped that liquor her mom that liquor. was the 80s back then parents were cool <laughs> they're just like yeah man hey no, take, take an edge off go to english class it's like you know what it's been a hard night i'm gonna have a shot and i'm gonna go take a test well then rod gets happened. rod gets arrested that her dad used her as a decoy I'm wondering how in the hell he ran the damn cops with no shoes on the whole damn time. Well, he must have been hiding in a bush. No shoes, yep. no socks, well, no shirt, but a badass leather coat. He was just the prototypical greaser, just a I'll bad boy what, greaser. He's just wishing that Pony Boy and freaking Nal were there to help him out. Pony Boy, Soda Pop, Johnny, <laughs> all those you guys. Or, the reference. Yeah, The so Outsiders, the dude. I love. I read that in high school, and I, I I love that movie. It's awesome. The Outsiders is a really good movie, man. Oh yeah, I read the I book mean, first, I guess, but I did too. But we we read it in English class in high school, and then we got Me to too. watch the movie. It's awesome. I thought they were gonna make a remake of that. Like I heard like rumblings that they're gonna be make a remake, and I was like, hey, if you if you make a remake of The Outsiders. It has to be set in, in back that, in time. In that, yes, yeah, it has. To you be can't set do it now. Time. You can't do it nowadays. No, it wouldn't even make it does, any wouldn't sense. Make sense. Kids aren't like that anymore. There's not. I mean, there are clicks, but they're they're that not. That was like back that. when. I mean, back when I was young, it was more towns, and it's not like I was ever walking around with a switchblade with my. Well, my hair was probably slicked back, but ever just beat, no beating blades. up on the socias. I just got my ass kicked a lot. <laughs> I believe that actually. Oh well, come on! You never got in a fight in high school, you know, bud. And I mean, I can say this because you understand it. Being a wrestler, I've never been in anything I've had to dish out a beating, and yeah. I've never taken one. Honestly, I just think violence is just absolutely stupid. Oh yeah, I mean, avoided at uh, all times. Oh, at all times. I mean, because I mean. If you're going to threaten my fam- myself, my family, or a friend where I absolutely have to do something, yes, I would. But otherwise, I mean, it's you know, stupid. I mean, we're like, supposed to be the smartest species on the planet, and we still act like we act. Um, you, know oh, yeah, weird, you know what's weird, though? For me, I love these slasher movies because, in a sense, they're pretty corny. And, like, the violence is so over the top that it's, like, mostly it's it's like unbelievable i don't like watching like like i never got into like saw or any of those like 
torture type movies uh, or like I don't like eyes. yeah yeah some I, of them I don't are like just, those ones where they're to the point where it's almost I don't know I can't take it it's it's just too real and violent too and graphic I just, I don't, and, yeah. I mean, and and it is an art form of doing horror. And everybody's yes. going to push the limit. I yep. guess it is what you decide as a person your limit is. Cause but that's the weird certain thing. things I can't watch. I can't, I can't watch, watch that shit. Kids or... Nope. I can't watch that shit. Or I just, you know, I'm okay and with I... Freddy coming into your dreams and ripping your heart out. But, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's it's fantasy, dude. And, like, some of these movies... And plus, I feel like, yeah. think I have another movie that I would think was influenced by this movie. I might make some money from Mr. Graham. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Now, Billy Madison. Now, let me explain. Remember when she was in the high school and she fell asleep in the chair mm-hmm. and the guy was reading. And right away when she he went normal and then she started sleeping and he was like and I was like Today, Junior. <laughs> That's like Scooby Doo, Billy Madison. I got a couple of Adam Sandler ones too. So, oh, I'm on pace, babe. <laughs> <I'm> on pace. <laughs> I don't know. I find it odd that like I can enjoy these like horror movies so much, but also just like hate. Maybe it's not as weird, but just hate the violence side of things. Like especially. With, like I feel See, like that's what I have more, an issue with as well. I love the whole suspense, the whole getting yes. your adrenaline going, but then I don't want to physically watch something horrible happen to somebody. Like yeah, because the, I like the ones where they cut away, like right away. You don't have exactly. to watch all of yes. it. Yes, and 100%. would you wouldn't you say that more recently, like in the past like two decades, like they're trying to make it seem more real? They really try to make the violence on screen seem like an actual situation like especially with like the practical effects that we have now like where you you can actually watch somebody like get their head like yeah and it absolutely in. looks absolutely real and it's yeah. cgi but still it's i don't know yes i will refer back to what i said earlier i mean look at the romans before they fell they had gladiators so they watched people kill themselves we are able to do it with computers Mm -hmm. i don't think it's i mean i'm not gonna say it's not healthy for us if you understand the context of what you're watching yeah but it definitely can affect you i mean i was laid off for four for four weeks and i watched like six 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 episodes or not episodes six seasons of breaking bad and i was so desensitized to violence, but I was mm. done and uh, stuff. Yeah. It, was, it was scary, and you almost have you have to have the mindset that this is a fantasy. Yes. This is something I'm watching, the, and there are certain shows I have to fast forward through points, or else walk out of the room <clears> just because I can't. Yeah, I, well, I can't watch them. Seth, that's that's the beauty of these movies, like the original Halloween. Friday Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street is where they don't they don't fantasize with like towing the line between like like reality. You know what I mean? Where they really I'm, I'm telling you, like you're getting pulled into a hole where people live. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, the hills have eyes really really messed with me. It was like the first extreme uh, 
horror film I've seen. And I was yeah. looking forward to House of a Thousand Corpses. I've never watched it. <sighs> I've never watched it. I mean, I, I, I'm telling you right now, I don't watch any of that shit. I can't. I, I can't house... see. I can't see human beings being treated that way. No. But well, when it's these old school ones where it's more just sort of a glorified, you know, a whack, and all you see is a splash of blood. You yeah, are watching over somebody actually being disemboweled and shit. And they're like, they're, like they're being tortured in front of you. It's it's so and hard you to hear watch. it. Yeah, no, I, <clears throat> I, I, I you know, know, as a person, I can't deal with that. Yeah, like I mean, Rob Zombie's films, like I've watched them all, and like I don't actually like I don't mind his like his Halloween movies are a little over the top with the violence, but I mean I still like them. He still makes it like he makes Michael Myers very fucking scary. But oh, his House time. of a Thousand House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects is just never it, watch it. No way, man. I, if you ask me to, uh, no, I no. From what you're telling me, I'm not going to put you through that. And for me. It's well, the thing not is, rewatchable. girlfriend really likes horror, so apparently I'm getting into it. <laughs> well, just tell her you got a hard stop on those movies because they're not fun to watch. You know, they're uncomfortable. No, they're, they're There's not, nothing fun about not them. They're not really horror. In my, like, they're not horror what I believe horror is. That is more mm-hmm. uh, psychotic, honestly. Yeah. Just, I it's... mean, no limit. It isn't just. Some dude that's going through town and or your dreams or whatever, and this yeah. lake is mine. I mean, this is it's too real, too real. I agree. Well, we've I think we've gone on for a long, a long enough tangent here. Let's get back to the movie at hand. <laughs> I think so. I, I'm looking at my notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the fun part of the podcast, but hey. Did you notice, so we're back at the, at the scene where she's at school, in, in the classroom, right before she, she dozes off, the teacher, the, the actress Lynn Shea, as the teacher, do you, do, did you recognize her? No, I did not. She is the woman from Insidious, who's like the, the medium. Did you ever watch Insidious? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't watch Insidious. Oh my gosh, dude. Come on. <laughs> I will say this. Do you remember when, uh, what's her name? Not Tina, the other girl. Nancy. Nancy. When she's walking and she's let go of school when apparently she falls asleep. I'm back in the school. Mm-hmm. When she falls asleep and apparently has this weird thing with the hall monitor and stuff. And they let her leave. Which, yeah. I don't know. No freaking school is going to be like, oh, oh okay. Just right, grab your stuff home. and walk away. All right, we'll talk to you later, even though your best friend was slaughtered yesterday. But when she turns around, do you remember the guy in the suit with sunglasses? Uh, Yeah, that was actually right. Well, that was a police officer. That was right before they got robbed. So that was that was like a couple scenes before this. I'm no, I'm pretty sure it was the guy that actually played Freddy Krueger making the cameo as himself. Yeah, no, sure. Yeah, no, it was, but it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't the scene where she walks out of the school. It was when she walks out of her house oh, was, and she yeah, turns around. Yeah, she was going to school. Yep, yeah, yep. she was going to school. Yep. No, I'm pretty sure that was him too. It looked just like him. Robert yeah. Angle. Oh yeah, it, he's very distinguishable. Oh gosh, yeah, um, and just a horror legend. 
I mean, oh, absolutely. How many guys have been behind masks and stuff? But I don't know, just his voice when he does them. I mean, he's a Elm Street, and Nightmare on Elm Street, the the franchise would not be like what it became without him. There's nobody else that can play. That's why the reboot. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think there's any way it could have. I love Jackie Earl Haley, the one who played Freddy in the in the reboot. I think he did a phenomenal job, but I just couldn't buy My it. My thing I... was the voice. <clears throat> that was all it really – as soon as I started watching, it was just a voice, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't what I remember. Yeah, he's – I mean, and throughout the franchise, he gets, like, more theatrical and has those, like, one-liners, and he kind of turns into a – comedian the first two he's like he's just very frightening and doesn't really joke at all and you know there were a genre of stuff that became even in horror almost sort of trying to be i mean you ever seen jason takes manhattan i mean give me a break really ask me that question i've probably seen like 10 times i'm like give me a break someone who didn't have the dream of what that character is just made a movie. Oh, they, they but back in the it. 80s, we all went and seen it. We oh, all went sure. and seen it. I mean, yeah. we all loved it, but it became almost a circus in a way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Became like self-referential and it, like I feel like all these franchises started to get like meta towards the end. You know? Like they're just like well that's, I mean, that's kind of what happened. They all became like self-referential and meta and then Scream came and just blew everyone's minds, you know. Well, yeah. Well, Scream. I mean, it started with Drew Barrymore, and who was a bigger star at the time. Yeah. Within <clears throat> the first five minutes of the movie, she was dead. No yeah. one had ever done that before. No. Nope. I mean, the, no the, one that... had ever sat there and started a main character. They the stars her, too. and then started the movie after that, which had nothing to do with that and then you learn about place in the story of being a student that was killed but you know, genius but hey think about this though don't you think that that kind of has some some elements of Tina's character too in a nightmare on elm street maybe not as 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 effective but we start with Tina thinking that she's going to be the main protagonist and then she's dispatched in the first 20 minutes you know you know and I apologize. I'm not sure what that actress's name is. And I've seen her in several <laughs> things since. And not not just horror. I mean, I've seen her in many things. Comedy mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah. I mean, it's funny how obscure she became just because she was the first one dead. Yep. You know, and in the beginning of the movie, you would have thought she was absolutely one of the main characters. Every, you yeah. know, of course they cast somebody that's good looking and stuff, and and then all of a sudden she's gone. And it's like wow. Yeah, I know. The first time watching, I was you know, very surprised by that. But I I also don't like. I don't think her character was that strong either. So that's why I was happy that Nancy became the main protagonist. Oh yeah, without well, and she did a great job with it too. I mean, I'll tell you what, the whole. When she was in the dream and she burned herself and got out, yeah, that's when I'm like, all right, I got nothing to worry about. I so go sad. to a dream. I... No, dude, you go to a dream, you're like, well, oh, I gotta do is pinch myself. 
A little bit of pain, I'll wake up. Freddy, you got nothing on me. Seth, I have a confession to make. Son of a gun all the dang day. Seth, I got a confession to make. (laughs) Okay. So, the first half of this movie, rewatching it this week, I did not really care for Nancy as a final girl. And then the second half of the movie, after watching that, I was like, oh, now I see. And now um, I really like her. But that's actually a very good thing by the director and stuff of actually yeah. taking the character and build and she started out weak and very behind the scenes. Yeah. And not much of her being really talked about, but turned into pretty much the uh, best part of the movie. And tell you what, that was really good of him how he did that. He took her from the beginning to the end. She was two different characters almost. I, I completely agree. I, I don't know. There's like a, a switch that just got flipped and I'm like, oh, I love this character because when I was originally thinking about it, I was like, well, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode is my number one final girl and probably Sydney I, I hear you. She's got a great screen. I mean, she really does. Oh, yeah. And she's amazing. But I was thinking to myself while watching it, like, because Nancy comes back for the third film and I loved, I was like, I almost like her in the third film more than I like the first film. And then I rewatched the first film this week and I'm like, no, no, I was wrong. I, I like the original Nancy. That's my favorite. I hear you, bud. I mean, well, now we got to get into the second murder. Well, well, hold on one second, because I have some interesting, I have some questions I want to ask you because the, the, the next part I want to talk about is. Uh, the next scene is the bathtub scene. The iconic bathtub scene where uh, his hand comes up. Oh, yeah. So, oh, that's, I mean, that pop culture went crazy with that. And that scene is amazing. And when she gets pulled under and she's, like, drowning, that just made me think of my own dreams where I'm drowning. Have you ever had a dream where you experienced drowning before? I'll never go to an ocean in my mother flipping life. Never. No way. Really? I guarantee I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, either a riptide will come and grab me or a great white. I don't know. No damn Dude, way. But honestly, I'm going huge lakes here in three miles to the shore, and I'm fine. Yeah. But ocean scares the hell out of me, and that's drowning. I don't know. And that is a very epic scene where he's just pulled down and how scary, how more helpless could you feel? Well, I've experienced drowning dreams before, and those are the worst nightmares that I've ever had because that is one I've never had. Dude, when you wake up, you're like, you think you're gasping for, you think you're gasping for air. But then you're just kind of like, you're really just coming to and you're breathing normally and you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> I got shit. news for you, Matt. That's not called a drowning dream. That's called sleep apnea. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, maybe I, I wake get up and I'm like, oh, I didn't have no damn dream. That means my windpipe shut down. <laughs> yep. Nostrils are plugged. Esophagus is blocked. <laughs> I'm screwed. It runs in the family, brother. So, <laughs> the next thing I want to talk about is 
the reason why she fell asleep in the tub is because she's been up for like four or five days now. Yeah. And why, she, yeah, why are you going to go? I have been up four or five days. I'm not going to sleep, but I'm going to go into a nice warm tub of water. Oh, that puts you to sleep. Well, well yeah, hell yeah, it does. You might as well put your swallow your ass up and have your mom fucking rock you to bed. I can't believe there wasn't an iPod with like some sort of Ed Sheraton music in the background. <laughs> I mean, jeepers, creepers. The most relaxing I... thing ever when you're trying to stay awake. But what I wanted to talk about is that uh, yeah. she, she's experiencing exhaustion beyond belief, right? Beyond exhaustion, yes. Yeah, beyond exhaustion. She's She's experiencing that. My question for you, because I actually have a really scary story about my own experience with being beyond exhaustion. Have you ever been beyond exhaustion? If you have, what what was it like? I have experienced that before where, I mean, it wasn't like something over a day or three. Yeah. But when you do like a month or two months, you just have no moments. Yes, I then when the mind starts playing tricks on you. I think about four years ago, actually, in May it'll be, I went to a festival, and we spent the weekend there, my buddies and I. So on a Friday night, we went out. We went out. We went downtown. We went drinking, and we drank. Well, we partied hard. And basically what happened is we didn't get to bed till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we woke up at 8 o'clock because we had to be at the festival by, like, 9.30. So then we hit, we hit the road, and we were outside. There's no – it's in the middle of the summer – it's there's no cloud coverage it's 88 degrees and we were there from 9 a.m to like 9 p.m and we were just getting fried oh we're getting sun so it was a it was a mixture of just like sleep exhaustion and sun sun exposure exhaustion as well and i remember we were going to stay in the town that we were at so we're about three and a half hours away from home and we were just kind of like oh man like I, like we we're gonna have to stay on this couch again i'm like dude i'm like i just want to sleep in my bed so my buddy and i were like all right let's go to the gas station let's get like two or three red bulls each and we'll just you'll drive an hour and a half and then i'll drive an hour and a half and we'll just go just home get it done just get it done so he started driving and he was supposed to do the first hour and a half about 45 minutes in he, he <laughs> looks at me and he goes dude i like just for the safety, for our safety, you need to take over this the wheel. I so experienced that. Yep. And so we pulled over. I got in the driver's seat and I started driving. And I'm like, dude, I was talking to him. We we're having a conversation, and he started dozing off. I'm like, dude, you need to stay awake with me because if you fall asleep, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna fucking fall asleep. And he's like, all right, I'll try. I'm gonna be the one that drives us. Yeah. Home. So I don't think I ever told you this story. He falls asleep, and I just like kept driving. Next thing, I, I thought I was supposed to take, like, an exit or something. So I, like, veered to the right, and I go through – I didn't hit anything, but I was, like, going through a fucking construction zone. And I come under this underpass, and I just, like, park. And it was almost like I had, like, blacked out for, like, 10 seconds, and I, like, came to. And I was just, like, sitting there, and I'm, like, where the fuck am I? And then I, like, put the car in park, and I, I like, woke my buddy up, and I'm, like, look at where we're at. He's like, I don't know where this is. And I'm like, exactly. Get your ass behind this wheel. <laughs> like, <laughs> I cannot drive. So then he drove the rest of the way home. And I, 
when I was driving, I thought I was seeing fucking things running across the road. He said he was seeing shit while he was driving. And you oh, know, yeah, hindsight, you hindsight I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we shouldn't have drove home. But then when we well, got home, think, I, I you know. maybe fell asleep and died. Mr. Kruger could have got you. Uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, I'm telling you, sleep deprivation really does mess with you. Yeah, so what do we have now? We have Rod's death in the jail cell, right? Um, yeah, now we got Glenn. No, we haven't talked about Rod's death. Oh, we haven't talked about him having the whole thing wrapped around his neck and stuff? Yeah, but oh, but was was this before... Oh yes, it was. Never mind. I won't mention it yet. But this is when she and when when Nancy invites Glenn over to her house, or he climbs through the window. Which, hey, this inspired Scream to do the same with Skeet Ulrich and Candace yeah. scene. True. Enough. And she asks him, "I'm gonna fall asleep, and I need you to stay awake. I need you to do one thing." And that's when she's she goes into the jail to see Rod in her dream. Yeah, and, and she's chased by Freddy. Just happens to be like. The sheriff or whoever runs it. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and he's just going to let you go down there and check them but, out. But do you remember before that, she runs all the way back home. She's getting chased by Freddy and they're fighting or whatever. And her alarm goes off and she like yells at Glenn. But then she sees those like pillow feathers or some shit. And somehow it was like, she's like, oh my God, I need to go to the jail. Well, and see I was going to say, how many. Flipping feathers were in that damn pillow. Cause she liked her pillows. You plump, remember because she was still asleep, but she got home and she was on the bed, and the feathers are flying everywhere. That's how she likes <laughs> it. You sleep on feather pillows. Not Although anymore. I will say, back in the eighties, they were a big thing. I sleep on copper fit pillows. I I sleep on uh, eggshell holders. Uh, do you want eggs coming? You sleep they're on coming. egg cartons? They're pretty good. Sleep pretty on egg cartons. Pretty good. Anyways, this is Rod's death scene where he gets uh, strangled by his bed sheet and hung up in his jail cell. That yeah, was, um... which is sort of crazy. You know, he's the only one that's sort of in a place, can't do anything, can't go anywhere. Well, he did say you don't have the, how do you say it, something on nightmares when he was when Tina got murdered. Oh, didn't he say you're not the only one having nightmares? Yes, you don't. Yeah, you don't have monopoly on nightmares. That's what it was. Yes, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, because she she talked to him a couple scenes before this. Like she she was like, what he she said, like, what happened? Which oh I oh yeah I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where she goes and visits him, and her dad just like lets her talk to a potential or a suspect in a murder trial. <laughs> yeah, just a guy that apparently butchered a woman and, and blood and stuff all over ceiling. But I'll tell you what, baby girl, just for you, just for <laughs> just you, you can, you can go talk to this freaking freak stuck in a, a little cage. Tell you what, don't get close. It's almost like. She got real close. Like, uh, Lord of the Fly, or not Lord of the Flies, but, uh, come on. Lose money? I know, I'm losing my mind here. Uh, you already did. With Jodie Foster. Silence uh, of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. There we go. Thank you, you very man. much. I got you. Well, I mean, she was obviously comfortable with him 
talking that close and stuff, but I don't know. I probably wouldn't go talk to a guy after he like you he could have potentially killed one of your best friends and then he also pulled you into the bushes and shit. And like that was wasn't for your dad and his forty five. Yeah. I mean but yeah, it is sort of crazy because just the stupidity sometimes it's like is that the way kids really are? No. Oh my god. No way. Please well, tell Rod, me true. Rod was a thirty five year old uh, 35 year old but he couldn't pass <laughs> his junior year so he was still in fucking high school well, you know what we we still we still have a lot of support for him we wanted to finish them last couple of years yeah, he was probably a hell of a football player see his tackle on Glenn <laughs> a 35 year old man well like with this... a switchblade I bet he does well and then right after that it's sleep study time oh, oh no hold on one second before we get into that they had a funeral for Rod over Tina. Isn't yeah, it? right. That was weird. I seen that <laughs> too, and I was just sort of like, "Huh?" Like, okay, obviously Tina had a funeral, but I thought it was an odd choice for them to, for it to be in the movie, for them to choose Rod's funeral over Tina's in the movie. It was a little bit out there i guess and that's where i that's when i found out or that not when i found out but when i like made my my decision of yeah i'm pretty sure her parents are separated well yeah but uh, i mean i didn't want that cemented it you know what i mean oh yeah because like they got into a different car and shit like that well and i don't know when they first walked into the police station he was like well why is she here yeah. Oh, like, well, yeah, that that, that's why. That's when I first sort of thought, this isn't going right. Well, plus the creepy dude that came out, came over to her daughter's doorway and said, "Aren't you coming back, baby, or whatever?" I mean, well, what that, that was that was Tina. That was Tina. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was Tina. yeah. Hey, why didn't we get a death scene of that guy? That guy deserved to die, right? Oh yeah. Over the teenagers, at least slow. <laughs> Yeah, we need a slow, drawn-out death of that guy. Okay, wait a minute. I'm not in thing. I can give you some ideas, so. Okay. <laughs> what, are you th- what are you thinking? Uh, I always thought. No, don't. You're not baiting me in there, Maddie. No way. I ain't saying shit. <laughs> You'll be like, it's sad. He's a silly serial killer of the family. And I'll be like, I eat a lot of cereal. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Ba, 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 that's that's the kind of joke that that that's that joke. Yeah, you. Well, Seth and I had a conversation on the phone of who would be the most likely serial killer in our family, and you know, oh, if you would have asked me five years ago, I would have definitely said Seth. But oh, come on now. I hey, I'm just that's my opinion, okay? Uh, I can have my own opinion. Uh, you can. But hey, aren't you happy I've changed it? <laughs> that case in point right there. Case in point. But our other uncle, his brother, um or my other uncle, his brother, um I think he's a serial killer now. <laughs> he who shall not be named. <laughs> That is the best. <laughs> uh, oh, he'll know who's named. 
So, <laughs> hey. I'll tell you what, if you go global, you're going to be screwed. <laughs> but you're a lot of not, money. <laughs> well, hey, not even if this podcast go, goes global. But if that uncle listens to it, I won't even have it. He won't be my uncle anymore. He'll be so mad. Oh, he would too bad. He'd know know we're kidding. He'd know we're kidding. No, you're right. He'd be mad about it. It is, Donnie. Hey, I just said, don't don't say his name. (laughs) Come on. Oh, my Uh, God. Cat's out of the bag. Dorver? Who? Dorver? I don't know. I was just trying to cover. I know it makes no sense. No, no. Makes I could no cut, sense. I could cut it out, but I don't think that was good. I'm not cutting it out of the podcast. <laughs> Lord almighty. You're comprehended, man. You're in trouble. <sighs> so now we can get to the scene where she goes to the psychiatry place or sleep lab or whatever the hell that place is. Yeah, that's like the scariest fucking sleep experiment ever. I, I think had to if... take a sleep apnea test. They hook you up sort of like that, but no one rips the shit out of you. If my parents... Okay, for sleep apnea, I'd, I'd obviously do a sleep lab, but if my parents... Like, I was telling them, like, hey, I'm having nightmares or whatever, and shit like that, like, like scary shit like that was happening, if they're like, alright, we're gonna sedate you, <laughs> We're gonna sedate you, and we're gonna do. We're gonna run some tests. I'd be like, "Fuck that! No, that no." Well, she because wasn't sedated right away. She was about. She to was be. sleeping, and then once she it got crazy as shit, and then they're like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her a shot to knock her out." It's like, yeah, she's just waking up, saying, "I am not going to sleep," and you're going, "We're yeah. gonna put her to sleep." Well, no, no, it doesn't make sense. Is like when they're looking at her, like reading is whatever. And he's like, yeah, they're normal. And then they spike. And he's like, I've never seen numbers like this before. She's having a terrible nightmare. The fact that he, when she finally woke up, the fact that he was like, let's sedate her. No. I want to look at him and be like, there ain't no fucking sleep app machine that's going to fix that shit. You're a sleep doctor. (laughs) You don't know what's going on in the brain. Well, You're why would say can I breathe or can I not breathe when well, I am no. sleeping? The fact that like her numbers were that high when she was dreaming and having or having that nightmare, right. why would he immediately go, "Okay, she's awake and she's freaking out. Let's sedate her." Let's because then her... She... yeah, then she'd be having yeah, the same numbers her into it. Yeah, then she. I mean, she'd probably be fucking dead if that were to happen. But <laughs> this is this is this is the scene where she pulled out the hat. She pulled out Freddie's hat. I was going to say, we need to discuss the fact that this is when she figured out that I can bring something back. Now, we will get into the fact eventually about the fact that you want to look at some girl going, Bitch, what the fuck did you bring a dream demon back to the our world for? What the fuck are you thinking? Damn it. I got kids too. I pay taxes. God. I mean, really? So you got this terrorist demon dream guy chasing you. I'm going to bring it to your world. I'm I'm just going to bring it. But we all did understand after a little bit his weaknesses. Fear and believing him. Well, the thing I thought that was funny 
was when she was hitting her mom up about it all, they had like a junk drawer. <laughs> that's where the hat was. It's like, oh, yeah, so she all right, did I it. just woke up with this son of a bitch. I put, it's, it's going in the junk drawer. We're getting rid of it. We're and then her mom just like, yeah, I just happened to have his glove in the basement too. Oh yeah, she had like a bunch of his like 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 fucking uh like mementos of his like, like stuff in like the basement like furnace. Well, as that young girl, how would you feel? You'd be like, oh yeah, I'll tell you what, mom, and telling you about this motherfucker in my dreams that's been like killing and gutting my friends and stuff, and been terrorizing the shit out of me, and it's been. It's been pretty hard. You know, teenage years are pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, you just happen to have his fucking glove and nice <laughs> of shit in the basement. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's when you... That's when, in a moment, you have to look at your mother and go, I think you are an unfit parent. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I'm going to move in with dad, is what she sh- she should have said. Well, the dad knew it too, but it's like, oh yeah, you just, you just happened to have his knifing, you got his Edward fucking scissor hand gloves down here. Seth, so since we didn't actually get to see the dream or the nightmare sequence when she pulled the hat out, what do you think happened in that scene or in that unfilmed scene where she pulls his hat out? What happened in that nightmare? Was that completely unfilmed, or was it on the original? It wasn't filmed. The The version that I watched, it wasn't filmed. Well, I've seen some things where they cut stuff, but and I couldn't say or attest to any of that, but I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that it was pretty much the same thing. He was attacking her like he was every other time, and she remembered. Do you think that you have to grab something to see if we? And I think she grabbed it by accident, not like yeah. she thought I can bring you back and now I can beat you. I think it was a happenstance. Do you think that boiler room, or do you think like it was in the like that hospital? Because I think it would have been cool if they would have filmed like a nightmare sequence in the hospital. Because that's always freaky as hell. Yeah, you're damn right. Hospitals are freaky, honestly. I think the best part about it is, what do we know? We really Mm -hmm. don't. Mm -hmm. I think that mystery and that sort of just contemplation of what is happening is more than what it is. I think that's what what captivates you. Yeah, you're trying to say that that had a greater effect on the audience than actually showing it? I, I would think so. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, we're talking about it, so obviously it did. Oh, it, of course it did. Oh, this movie had so many times. Going back, I mean, to the... it was groundbreaking. It just really was groundbreaking. It was just so. Going back to um, your comments about the mom revealing the mementos, mementos in the the basement in the furnace. That's also when she talked about how he was a child murderer. That's how we. That's when we found out. Which is also See, now that's where I get a little confused because I think in the second one. The one I watched for 20 minutes or so. I think in that, the they admit they lied that he didn't in that one. And in this one, I was like, I don't believe that's the case. He was a child molester in the reboot. Yeah, but didn't they say that 
they lied about it or yeah. something? No, they, they, so the kids lied about it and the parents killed him wrongly. Yeah, so he yep. really wasn't doing anything. No. See, now that's a different... Oh, no, 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 no. Not, not to ruin this for people, but that's what they initially thought. But in the end, they find, like, Polaroids. So he actually was, like, the last of those kids. Yeah. So at first, like, that's that's the kind of, that's the part I like about that newer one is, like, oh, you're like, holy shit. Like, they, I mean, they wrongfully killed him and accused him and everything. And then, like, you, then you're kind of like, oh, God. Like, I mean, I'd be pissed, too. And then you find out he I actually did it. your yeah. theory, but then it ends up being... Yeah. yeah. Then they're like, "Oh, actually, no, he he did." Yeah. When you find out that like the parents just like straight up killed him because in the original they don't really go that far back into like what he did. They just say, "Yeah, he was a child murderer." So they just believe, like, "Yeah, he's a he's a child murderer. He just killed." Yeah, without a doubt. Then we transition to you know. Go- sometimes I just think that Freddie is just. It must have been Christmas when they did the to that poor guy because he's got a horrible. Christmas sweater on. Well, he's Maybe. just a misunderstood dude. If he's I not a over, misunderstood I would, I would dude. The boiler. No, dude. He's a bad guy. He's not a misunderstood <laughs> he's dude. He's a Come bad on. guy. You don't want to be now, on that side of the fence. Well, <laughs> Glenn. Glenn's death scene. That's next. A lot of blood. His downfall is that he just. He sleeps too fucking much. <laughs> he's just a sleepy. <laughs> he's a sleepy guy. He can't help it. You know, this little bitch is always falling asleep. It's like you had one job. Yeah, I know. And then she tells him, "Meet me twenty minutes past midnight or whatever." And he's like, "I sounds and, good. Gotcha." And not only does he have the headphones on, but he's got the TV going, and his mom wakes him up, and yep. he's still like, "Yeah, so sleepy." Well, she she ah, wakes him up so like sleepy. yeah. She wakes him up ten minutes before he's supposed to meet Nancy. Why would you think like ah, oh, just like nine? I'll more tell you what, sleep. there ain't no damn high school boy that ain't gonna be up for that. Oh God, no, 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 no way. You're gonna be up and you're gonna be sitting there like thirty minutes before going son of a bitch, son of a bitch. Yeah, and you, you just... had no cell phone back then. You yeah. had a watch. <laughs> Yeah, crazy, crazy. And didn't his watch like talk back to him or something? What? <laughs> like when he? I thought he like set an alarm on his watch and didn't it like say like your alarm. He might have had a he might have had a computer watch. <laughs> I'm not sure. He came. He came did, from a well-off family. Well, did the did could watches have that functionality back then i don't freaking know i i might be mistaken uh, but i'm pretty then, sure they said all we had was called a calculator watch and it could add one through ten or times it or whatever but that's it no one can feel bad about him getting killed he becomes one of the biggest stars in the history of uh, I mean, he's Johnny Depp, motherfucker. He's Johnny Depp, it's, bro. It's just nice to see Johnny Depp getting butchered. Get got. <laughs> Get got. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't have it all. You got I, money. You got looks. You got fame. 
at least we got where you got ripped through a dang bed and got butchered. That's all we got. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you're better than any one of us. <laughs> I, yeah, it's pretty crazy that his career just like I mean, he skyrocketed to like one of the top paid actors, one of the like top top actors in Hollywood. Oh yeah. Next, like, oh years. yeah. I He's, mean, like he did multi-talented. lots of different. I mean, different. Jo- Always very good at characters or mm-hmm. you character know, actors. When you go from from like looking through the hourglass or you go to stuff like Edward Scissorhands, which I accidentally watched first. No, you fucking didn't. Well, you said dude with knives on his hand. I was like, that was no. What? Did you actually put Edward Scissorhands on? <laughs> Please tell me you didn't do that. <laughs> I did. How many fucking? Know. How many movies? I can't say I didn't watch it. But I watched Seth, this one. How <laughs> many movies did it take you to finally watch the right movie? Two. You got an issue. You got you got issues, man. No, I just don't know how to stream. God, dude. <laughs> this is new to me, Maddie. This is new. Uh, well, should we talk about the Home Alone scene? When she Macaulay Culkin his ass, yeah, we can talk about that. I completely there is movie number three where I think he should get money for because they just got they just had a couple paint cans and some funny looking dudes to get hit by them. Mm-hmm. Yep the the sledgehammer being rigged, the explosion, <laughs> the light bulb, and all well, that. Well, you have to understand this was the eighties, so she probably did watch MacGyver. Every Wednesday night, she learned how to do stuff with a paper clip, a little bit of gum, and the foil came in. Well, remember, her mom locked her in the house. That was fucked up. Oh, true that. And then, oh, put bars on the windows and everything. And she, well, the thing I thought that was funny, and that goes back a little bit when she's looking across, she's like, Daddy, and he's like, I can't get in there. It's like, it's only the one window, dude. I'm pretty sure you can get in there and you have yeah. a watch. You can get in there and you can be there in 20 minutes. Well, that deputy was like watching and he's like, oh, I, be- I guess I better tell the lieutenant. Like, just like calm as hell as she's like screaming. <laughs> just tell me! No, that's what most people do. You just sit there and go, hey, it'll be all right. You know, one thing that I hated. It'll be all right. That I hated in this movie was when they showed scenes of like them running. I felt like nobody knew how to run in these in this movie. See, I was worried for their safety because it was like you're running through like a boiler. There's hard edges everywhere. How more people didn't just wake up because they like bumped a funny bone or cracked a knee. It's like, damn! Whoop, you wake up and Freddy's like, son of a bitch. After like watching the movie though, I kind of thought like back about the running, and you know when you've had dreams when you're running away from something, it kind of feels like you're running in place or in slow motion. So maybe I'd that was say, like the effect. Yeah. That might have been the effect that she was having. Oh, and I completely forgot that when she before she pulls him into the real world from the dream world, she found Gwen's like bloody headphones in the boiler room. 
I forgot about that scene. Yeah. And I forgot about the uh, the stairs that became marshmallows as she ran over them, too. Oh, that'd be awesome if we all had that in our homes. You know, everybody doesn't mind putting marshmallows underneath their floor. Doesn't mind a little workout trying to get up the stairs. But, I mean, yeah, it's just really such, just a classic. And then to when she gets rid of Freddy. Yes. I well, mean... When she was down in the basement and she set him on fire, you could see, like, the flame, like, retardant. Dude, I was thinking the same. I'm like, that's how the Legend of Sasquatch started. The Bigfoot. The Bigfoot, man. Now we got fire. Not only do we have, like, casts of Bigfoot and Sasquatch and the Yeti. In other places. Now we got Freddy footprints. But they're quite deceptive. Because they're a lot bigger than his boots. You're nuts, man. Dude, it is. It's the first thing I thought. He started walking. I'm like, Then they're following his footprints. Like, we are in pursuit of the Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> he is close. Yep, they're they're doing their calls like they do in those shows. Yeah, there's wood knocks and everything fucking going on. <laughs> did you did you notice like the ADR, like how freaking bad it was in this movie? Yeah, but you know, for something as old as it is, I guess I sort of understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you got to kind of like look past stuff like that, but. I mean, it got better throughout the film, but it, like definitely in the beginning, I was like, it's kind of hard to tell that they're like what they're saying is matching with like their mouth. Uh, yeah, I did notice that a lot too, and I don't know, it just sort of made me feel old. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, son of a bitch, we couldn't yeah. even get these things synced up. <laughs> I mean, hell, we're growing up with He Man and fucking GI Joe and. Even our horror films can't even be synced up right. Hey, they're pretty good now, right? They look pretty good now. So let's talk about her apparently getting rid of Freddy. I just, I don't know. Well, I'm I, still disconcerned with the fact that her uh, her parents like have artifacts. I mean, and then they have the hat in like a drawer. Like it's just yeah, <clears throat> we're gonna put it in here. And then we don't got to think about it. All right, sweetheart, go ahead and have a good night. Crazy. He's here. He's getting home alone bigger than shit. (laughs) Well, he is. I know. He's got lit on fire. He made some footprints I'm pretty sure somebody's going to make a couple grand on. Then he just sort of disappears into the bed. That part was weird. Yeah, I was sort of like, okay, an anti-climax almost. Well, he, like, didn't he disappear with the mom into the bed? God dang it, man. I'm not sure. I really like the part I remember him, like, just be like, no! Okay, let me start that again. Clear my throat. No! <clears throat> One more time. No! And he got drunk back down the hill or through the bed or something. Well, that was after he, he came back and she, like, said, 
you're nothing, you're shit, and then he like she's so like, I want I want my friends and family don't back. Give you any attention? You yeah, exactly. Power. Yep, that's exactly that's how what you it was. I was Probably very confused. That's how you deal with ghosts. I was confused with the ending. Were you? I was quite confused with the ending as well. Like, uh, I mean, I'm our... not sure what the like. All of a sudden, her and her mother are just her mother's this wonderful pillar of society and wonderful person. And I don't give a shit. She was still a teenager. You still be like. I fucking hate you. That's teenagers. Well, I hate you. I hate you. I'm going out with my friends to the convertible. Well, it was a dream because all those all the people that died were back, and like it was, they had the Freddy mobile, like the sweater. Now, whose dream was it, Matt? Was it her dream or her mother's? And her mother was killed in it. That's what I'm saying. Whose dream was that? That, I mean, that's why I'm confused, because is everyone dead? Like, is everyone dead at the end? I don't think so. I, well... They I don't really tell several, you. I guess for several more movies, I am right. I don't think everybody's dead, but... Yeah, everyone that died on the movie is dead. But if, it, if this was... being ripped through the window scene... That was fucking laughing. I mean, it's iconic. Yeah, but it's pretty, uh, it's like an inflatable doll getting pulled I, through. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is bad. I mean, I seen there was multiple different ways they wanted to do it or what they thought uh, how to do it and stuff. And that's what they, they did, which is, uh, I mean, but that's what makes this movie what it is. It, you're not wrong, but I mean, Oh, you get into it, you're the top comes down, and all of a sudden it didn't it's age well. green and red, and you hear the laugh. You know, so you know it's a dream. You're in Dreamland. You know what? I, I like Dreamland. I don't mind it. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wow, uh, you don't treat me well. That's the end of the movie. What are your final thoughts on it? Would you recommend it? And if you were to give it a rating out of 10 stars, what would you give it? Well, I tell you, growing up with it, like being young when this happened, and seeing it and seeing the way it's been, you know, almost reproduced. And plus, we never did get into the licking telephone because I never (laughs) leave the fucking house. But. You're fucking sick, dude. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll be like, yeah, fuck if... you, Freddy. Fuck you, Freddy. <laughs> anyway. God. Lord Almighty. Well, no. I mean, it really, really set the standard. Like I said, the big three. Uh, it, Halloween, and Friday the 13th. I mean, they set the standard for what horror was and is. And with this show, the way it made me feel, I would probably give it an 8.5 for freaking me out when I was a kid. And as a total scorer of a movie, I don't know, I might be a little bit biased, but I would give it a 9 point. 
Wait, so what was the eight and a half and what was the nine? What's the difference between those two? No. 2.5. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what what rating are you giving it? An 8.5 or a 9? Which one? I would I tell you what, I'd be a solid 9 on everything. Okay. <laughs> now don't get me started on RoboCop. I, I don't want to be a start on RoboCop. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'd recommend this film. I really enjoyed it. I've seen it multiple times, and the sequels are really fun to watch. I, if it were up to me, I gave the Texas Chainsaw Massacre a, a 7 out of 10, and I honestly like that film more than this film, surprisingly. And I think I'd give a Nightmare on Elm Street, I'd give like a I'd probably give it a seven as well. I don't know. Point five. No, I'll give it. I'll give it a six point nine. Six point nine. Seven point five. Point one. I'll under. tell you what. I will watch. You send me the Texas Chainsaw damn massacre that you watched, and I will watch it. You watch it, and I'll tell you what. And I will have notes for that one as well. <laughs> I already covered oh, it. Oh, Maddie, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the equivalent of a photo bomb on your damn shit. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah. I watched it. I watched it. Did you call in? Have you ever seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Not to my knowledge. Really? That might be something you gotta watch tonight. Well, I guess I'll have to see. I only have Hulu, HBO, Netflix. Do you have Amazon uh, Prime? I mean. Are you kidding me? No, that's the one I don't have. I think that's what it's on. Well, I'll tell you what. Now. I'll just fall asleep. Nothing on mind. I'm pretty sure there's someone there in my dreams that can take me to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're laughing. I'm going to have nightmares, motherfucker. <laughs> I know you are. You got a messed up mind, man. Well, I'm getting better at it. Yeah, basically, after this movie came out new line it was their first commercial success and it was deemed the house that freddie built because it really financed everything else it was bigger than a success i mean and yes it was the house that freddie built but there were those that were going before freddie and friday the 13th or i mean nightmare on elm street i mean halloween i believe is the number one original time period and this type of horror movies. There's something about Nightmare on Elm Street that is always going to scare the dog shit on me. It's an amazing <laughs> movie. You're pretty sure you're going to have a nightmare tonight, huh? Oh, I'll fucking guarantee that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. That's not funny. I've been having a lot, but I'm, I'm better at handling them. <laughs> nah, it's good to hear. As I'm getting profiled, like, okay, we got to do it. He's not doing well. I just wanted to say thanks for coming on and doing a Nightmare on Elm Street with me for the podcast. I'm sure a lot of people are going to enjoy this one. We had a lot of good takes and, and goofy conversations. Banter. Yeah, banter that people are going to really eat up. So I appreciate you you coming on. And well, probably... I'll tell you, Matt, I really appreciate you. Have me on there. I'm telling everybody I'm going to be a star. 
So. <laughs> yeah, we'll you see about wait. that. You just you just wait till the people are like, they're gonna be like, "Who is that son of a bitch?" I have no idea. Okay, never mind. You know what they're gonna say? I'll have what he's having. <laughs> That's exactly what they're gonna say. Oh Lord, nobody. We're watching. I'm actually gonna go through my girlfriend's big on horror. She wants to go through the whole uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the whole Friday Thirteenth. I mean, like, oh, do yeah. it like you're watching Harry Potter or some shit. <laughs> Everyone from one all the way through. Hell yeah. You're going to enjoy so, that show. I'll tell you what. Even if he needs to spot in, I would be willing to do it. So that is the end of episode two of The Film Room. And we just covered the a Nightmare on Elm Street. If you guys enjoy this stuff, please consider subscribing, leaving a rating on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also had a... Facebook page, Film Room at a Film Room Horror Cast. You can find it. Just look for the logo that I created on Facebook. I'm trying to create a pretty big community there where all the fans can go and start conversations. I'm posting in there. I'm posting the episodes in there. Having different posts, just like food for thought stuff, trying to start conversations. And we've actually, we don't have that many posts in there. We're probably like four, but there have been some pretty good conversations so far. So if you're interested, go in there check that stuff out we're going to be a little more active until next time without a doubt i will talk to you later crazy uncle seth and thank you to everybody for listening that's a wrap